Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. Today we are talking about procrastination. And this is something that I've really, really struggled with over my life, over my business life, and um, and I still do, to be honest. The funny thing is, though, one of my very first e-courses that I created was a procrastination course, and I never got around to finishing, <laughs> which is so, so funny. It sounds like a joke, but it's not. Um, I created a ton of videos for it, and I was actually even just looking in my um, YouTube channel to see. I was like, I wonder if they still exist, all of those procrastination um, videos. And I did find some of them, but I know procrastination is is such a big pain point for so many. And so I wanted to give some of my tips um, around what's helped me because often people will say to me, oh, Denise, you're so organized or you're so focused or you get so much done. Like, you, how do you do all of this? And the truth is I'm still a massive procrastinator. I still really struggle to get stuff done sometimes. And um, I wouldn't say I'm I'm definitely not a very organized person. I'm definitely not a very focused person. Um, but I still manage to do to get a lot a lot done. Not as much as I would like. And maybe that's a big thing for procrastinators is maybe you're a perfectionist like me, right? And it's never enough, it's never good enough, and we never feel happy anyway. Um, but Some of my tips and secrets are um, really, really effective. Okay, so my first big, big tip for procrastination is public accountability. This is really the only thing I think that's helped me over the years is because if it's something that I want to do and nobody knows about it, I'll just never get around to doing it. It won't feel like it's a priority. I'll get blocked and not push through and there's just no like yeah it just won't it just won't happen so I build in public accountability whenever there's something that I want to do and there's multiple layers for this um accountability can come in lots of different forms so definitely having um a coach or someone you know an accountability group or something like that can be really really helpful I find for me um having like weekly deadlines with a coach is way more useful than monthly. So I've, for books, for example, I've been in um, courses and had mentors where I had to hand in things once a month and I would still do it the day before. I would still do it three hours before. Whereas if I have um, like a weekly accountability, then I'll actually do it. You know, and that's what I did when um, I had a contract with Hay House to deliver a manuscript. I was like, I'm spending most of that money on a coach. Because I will procrastinate this forever and I'll do it in the last two weeks. And I was pregnant at the time and I was like, I do not want this stress. So I hired a coach where I had to send them a chapter every week. Like every Friday, I had to send a chapter. And sometimes I wrote it during the week. Sometimes I wrote it an hour before. And then they would send me edits over the weekend. I had to send them um, my changes by Tuesday. And then I had to send a new chapter by Friday. And accountability for me was the thing because I did not want to let them down. I will say, though, that there's been times where I've joined maybe group courses or things like that where I've just been like, ah, I'm not going to do it. 
you know, and so there has to be a bit bit of accountability. Actually, with the um, the writing course that I did where we had to do it um, every month, the interesting thing about that was that we had to read our chapter to everybody on a group call. So I'm like, I'm going to do it no matter what, right? But I needed I needed something that was weekly because otherwise I just, just didn't get enough traction, right? So if you have something that you're procrastinating on at the moment – Hire somebody to help you do it. Hire someone who will keep you to account. Hire someone who will keep you on track. Otherwise, it probably just won't happen, right? Sometimes it's the accountability of not wanting to let someone down. Sometimes it's the accountability of the money, right? Where you've gone, I've spent money on this. I need the return on investment. And I I get to why I see people a lot they go, oh, I'm working on my course. And I go, honey, you've been working on your course for six years. When is this freaking course going to come out? It's because they're trying to do everything themselves and there's no, like, there's not enough money at stake in a way, right? But on the flip side of that, sometimes it's not enough that you've paid the money. <laughs> How many times have you paid money and you're just like, ah, it's still not happening? And this is where the public accountability makes all the difference, okay? So there's multiple layers of this. When I was writing my first ebook, um, not my first, but what, my first in the business space, um, I, I told everyone about it. I was like, hey, guys, my first book's coming out. And what's really interesting about something like that is that you can do this today. You can do this today. And you might think, but it doesn't exist yet. And I'm like, well, it will exist if you make the accountability for it to exist. And if you state the intention, there's something very powerful about saying, this is coming, okay? This is coming because people believe you. It's amazing how many times people will just go, oh, yeah, you're writing a book. And then they'll start to go, how's your book going? Which every writer is like the worst nightmare ever. You're like, great. <laughs> um, but you're breathing life into it, right? It's like, you know, when you're pregnant, you don't see anything you don't see any bumps until you know sometimes like you know week 12 sometimes you don't even feel anything till week 20 but it it's there right it exists and you've got to think the same way about projects and books is that they have their own gestation time and sometimes it's it's a concept it's a theory but it's it's gathering form and substance and all that kind of stuff but you know it's it's real and so having that public accountability of saying, I'm working on a book, you might not even have the title yet. And it's actually better if you don't, right? So anyone who's writing a book, anyone who's working on a course right now, who, anyone who's working on a new product, do a little post today, okay? And you can tag me in the comments, I don't mind, and say, I'm so excited. I've just started working on my next blah, um, I've seen an inventor do this really well. She's the inventor of the quick flick. It's like an eyeliner thing. Her name's Iris. And um, she's really cool. I'm like, she's a she's an inventor. You know, she invents all these products. But she'll say, I'm working on my, I'm in the um, like factory today or I'm in the lab. I'm working on my next project. And it's like, ooh, just gets exciting. Ooh, what's she working on? And then she'll do like, oh, um, what do you think it is? And she'll get people to guess, what do you think it is? And then it's like, oh, and then she was like, oh, it's almost here, but I can't tell you what it is. And she has like a little, you know, container. 
I can't tell you what it is yet. And it's like, oh my God, what is it? Um, and then she's like, oh, I'm I'm at the supermarket today looking at, you know, I, I, I know that there's a gap in the market for, for this. There's nothing here. And I'm like, oh my God, what is it? And so you can do the same with a, you know, book, product, course, whatever. But this is the other thing too, is that some people think, oh, but I'm like, I don't know what it's going to be yet. That's great. This is still accountability for your procrastination. So one thing you can do is, hey, I'm working on my next book. I'm working on my next course. I'm working on my next product. What do you need? If you could wave a magic wand and have me solve all of your problems, what would you want me to create? You know, you can send this out as a survey. You can send this out as an email. You can do it as a a social media post. So all this does, one, it's part of the marketing cycle, right, of getting people interested and excited and invested in it. But it also serves as accountability for you because you go, oh, shit, people, people are waiting for this. People do believe me. I better get cracking on it. And so you can do this um, a couple of times. So you can be like, hey, I'm working on my next thing. What would you want it to be? And then it gives you energy then to go and do some of it. And then you could, next time you're feeling like you're procrastinating again, you can do another post and say, I've just, you know, worked on a chapter about this. What questions would you want me to answer in this chapter? Or who should I interview for this chapter? Or who should I interview for this part of my book? Or, um, you know, I'm, I'm inventing a new product. I'm inventing a new sunscreen. What do you hate about sunscreens? And so... This is part of bringing this thing into form, into reality, but it's also going to really help you, right, to make sure that you're creating the right thing, that you're answering answering objections, but also it gives you content where you can go, oh, I never even thought about that. Okay, I've got to do that as a chapter in the book. Oh, didn't even know about that thing. That's going to be useful. That can be really helpful as well. So it's just that forward momentum and that public accountability. Um, You can take this the next step, right? You can say, Join the wait list so you're the first to hear about it. Okay, all that's going to take is a link, you know, an opt-in form. That's it. That's it. Um, And even if you don't have those things set up, you could do it as a Google form and say, great, just, you know, put your details in here. You'll be the first to know. Again, that's good marketing, but it's actually really good accountability because then you go, Oh my God, 30 people said that they're looking for the thing. It's just a psychological like little accountability for you of going, wow, they really, they really want the thing. Okay, going to the next step, the next layer of accountability of it, a date. Okay, a date. Because I've done it both ways. I've done the, hey, I'm working on a book because um, I've been working on a book for the last couple of years. I haven't, I haven't put a deadline around it. So it keeps on pushing, it keeps on sliding, it keeps on just like get going off my project list because no one's waiting for it. No one's signed up to anything. I haven't committed myself to anything. Contrast that to my when I wrote my book, Lucky Bitch, I was like, guys, it's coming out on the 7th of September, 2011. Guess when, guess when I finished it? I, I finished it on that day. I released it at 6 p.m. on the 7th of September, 2011. Because I made that commitment. In my mind, I was like, mm, maybe maybe till midnight, <laughs> I can do it. But I made that commitment and I made it happen. The first version of it wasn't the final version. It was the shipped version. Everyone else, you know, they, they got um, updated versions as I made it a little bit better later on. But that was the difference, having a deadline. You think any time that you've pulled an all-nighter to finish a university assignment, um, you will procrastinate this project forever unless you have a date on it and 
you can have a date to yourself, that's useful. You can have a date to your coach, that's even more useful. But having a date to your community, to your audience, to other people outside of yourself, that's what's going to make the difference. Okay, I've got more tips on this, on procrastination. Don't don't pause me, don't procrastinate. Um, I'll see you right after this quick break. Hi, Denise. My name's Dale Potts, and I'm a business and career coach. I've read Chopinur as part of my library of your books and community, which I've been part of for about three years now. Two things that really stood out for me were the super helpful action guide and the business tracker. The action guide also included the link to the money personality quiz, where I came out as a ruler. I really love this as it confirmed my deepest wish that I'm here to innovate, achieve and empower wealth with grace and ease. My biggest turnaround is that it's safe for me to make money by being chilled. I highly recommend all of Denise's books. They're practical, fun and real. I love them. Thanks for everything, Denise. You really are the queen bee. Hi, 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 and welcome back. So we're talking about procrastination, right? So I've said, make a public declaration today. Tag me so I can see it. Um, But put a date on it, okay? As you get closer, put a date on it. And here's where you can take this even further. So you've say you've got a wait list. You can get people to pre-order. Now, uh, publishers do this all the time, okay? So when big publishers start to take um, pre-orders for books, um, they're not finished. They're not finished. They're usually still um, in the process of being edited or the author hasn't even delivered it yet, but they're getting commitments for that. Now, oftentimes, especially when you pre-order on Amazon, I don't think they charge your card, but you're making a commitment that, that Amazon can charge your card when that book comes out. So you have made a commitment to that. Um, imagine if you had people who you knew we're going to get charged on a particular date. Would that make you finish your thing? Yes, it would. It absolutely would. You would move heaven and earth. You would pull all-nighters. You would do it. Even if you're procrastinating till the last minute, you would get it done, right? Um, and so that's why this part is so powerful. Um, my first e-course that I created, my first group coaching program, I did pre-sell it and um, – it was one of those ones where it, it didn't have videos um, to do it. We did it week by week. So um, it was a live call each week. So I kind of was like, I kind of know what's in each live call. And, um, you know, I'll do the handouts on the day. So then they can download them before the call. So it didn't feel out of integrity for me to pre-sell a course I hadn't finished. Because it just felt like, you know, this is the exploration we're going to do together. The other thing too is um, pre-selling a course especially – um, sometimes you don't know where things are going to go until you do it. So it's okay to have a loose outline, kind of a loose agenda, because that's going to help you to create the course, especially if you want to create an evergreen version or you know a version that has set videos and things. Sometimes you don't know what people are going to ask, what problems they'll have until you do it. So it's not out of integrity to pre-sell a course because it does exist in the ether, it does exist. You know that you're going to deliver it. It's just that it hasn't come into into form yet. And it's it's very busy. Like definitely if you pre-sell a course and create it as you're delivering it, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, but it'll be easier the next time and the next time and the next time. But crucially, it will exist. 
Okay. And that's where, again, I see so many people, they're telling me they're creating their course, they're creating their course, they're creating their course. And I'm like, no, sell it. Just sell it. Pre-sell it. You'll create it. Um, but there's another way that you can do it. And I've been saying this to a lot of people recently who are saying, oh, I'm working on my course. I go, great, book the videographer. And they go, but I'm not ready. And I'm like, you won't be ready until you book the videographer. And they're like, but I don't know what I'm going to say. And I'm like, well, you'll say something. Yeah, but what about this? And I go, nope, just book the videographer. Um, And I'll say that to you as well. Because um, there's often times where I have booked the videographer and I would have procrastinated on writing the scripts forever. But I have to because it's booked in. And then you book in all those other micro commitments around it. So I'm like, okay, I've booked the videographer. I've booked the hair and makeup person. I've booked the Airbnb for us to film this course at. I have to do it now. And so it's accountability to somebody else. And it's like I've, I've, paid, the, I've paid the deposit for everyone. And I hate letting people down. I would rather like work all night the night before or just wing it on the day which I have done for my first couple of courses. I was just like, okay, I know roughly what I'm going to say in this lesson. I've got some bullet points in front of me. I'm just winging it. I don't do that now because I want to get through heaps and heaps of videos. I use a teleprompter for everything. But in the early days, that's what I did. And actually a lot of my scripts are still based on just me winging it, just tightened up a little bit, right? So um, if you want to write a book, book in the editor, Um, If you want to self-publish a book, book in the editor. If you want to release a course, it is not going to happen. You will procrastinate this until you book it in. So reach out, book the videographer, book an Airbnb, um, whatever it is, okay? Put some money in the game for it. And there's videographers at every price point, you know? It doesn't have to be crazy expensive. It's just I know that, you know, maybe it's like you say to a friend, hey, let's video each other. Let's go away for a weekend. We'll book an Airbnb. We'll video each other on just our iPhone. That's totally fine too, right? It's just that I know what it's like where you go, I'll just do it myself. And then, you know, you sit down and your computer runs out of battery and you go, oh, well, you know, the sound doesn't work. You go, oh, well. So sometimes just having someone else help you with it is just way greater accountability, you know, and it doesn't mean it's forever. My first version of Money Bootcamp was me filming on an iPad. But I did it. I shipped it. I sold it. And then the next version, I had a a really cheap videographer in just a little hotel room, you know, just changed my jacket in between, no teleprompter, nothing. The next one, teleprompter, whole shebang. And that's how I do it now, right? But I didn't start off like that. So you might just go, okay, it's going to be the imperfect version 1.0. And I think we're up to like, I don't know, eight versions of Money Bootcamp now. I don't even know, probably more than that. Um, and none of them have been perfect, but they've been done. And I've helped almost 10,000 people because I did it, because I booked it, because I sold it. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, so it's all of those little micro commitments. Um, same with if you're procrastinating running an event, hosting a retreat. It's like book a venue, you know, like book a venue. Or what you could do is you reach out to people and say, hey, you know, I'm, um, I want to do a group VIP thing. Who's interested? And you get commitments and then you book the venue, you know, because you can always do it in a hotel room if you only had a couple of people um, and then you could upgrade to a boardroom, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually did this when um, I had my book tour around Australia. I did it at cinemas 
because I was like, oh, well, if I only get a few people, I can just be in the smallest cinema. And if I get tons of people, they can put me in a bigger cinema. But it was just like, but I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to book it and and make it happen. Otherwise, I could have procrastinated on it forever and ever and ever. I'm like, which venue should I go to? What hotel is the best? I just went, I'll book it in cinema chains. I'll do it all around Australia. It'll be easy. Okay, so see how all of this is just, it's literally just booking a thing, making it happen, right? But what about if you still struggle to kind of get started on something? Um, So I've got this thing called a decoy to-do list, okay? And it's like I'll procrastinate by doing something else on my to-do list. And I'll do this with books. I'll have a decoy book where I'll just be like, oh, I'll just procrastinate and work on this other little book for a while. I actually procrastinate by batching social media content. So if I'm like, oh, I don't want to work on my book, what could I do? I'll just go, okay, I'll do some low stakes social media content. I'll do some quotes. I'll do some Oprah quotes and I'll batch them out because I have quotes that go out every Tuesday, right? So I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll do December's. I'll do next January's and I'll just do that. But sometimes that gives you the momentum to then come back to the thing. It's like, it's a decoy. You know, you're tricking your brain into just doing something, starting something. Um, Some authors do morning pages and they just write anything you know, from the artist's way. Um, like a Stephen King talks about how he just sits and he just writes no matter what. Some authors go, I'll just write 750 words and that's all I have to commit to. You know, and so sometimes it's like just a sentence, something will help you. When I'm procrastinating as well on a project, I'll do the lowest stakes thing. So um, I think it's Brian Tracy who has that thing of like eat the frog. And he's like, if you've got horrible things, you know, heaps of things to do in a day and the worst thing is to eat the frog, eat the frog first. But I'm actually the opposite. I'm like, what is the lowest stakes thing that I can do? And then that gets the ball rolling for me. And so the lowest stakes thing for creating a course might be, all right, I'm going to create a a Google Doc or a Canva template for the handouts and I'm just going to put it like intro or I'm going to start a, um, like a contents page. And then I go, what's the next lowest stakes thing to do? And I'll be like, oh, I can number the, like put numbers in them. Or I can change the font. Or I can just do the head headings. That's a good one for me. I'll just, I'll just do the headings. And then you can just fill in what's, you know, harder. So for me, it always works to do the easiest, lowest stakes, no-brainer, easy work first, and then that gives me momentum. Yours might be to do the hardest thing first, and then you go, oh, I've done the hard thing. Now I can do the easier things. Um, I, I'm i a massive procrastinator with things like packing. And so recently, it's been a really vulnerable ask for me to do, and I really love that I've done this. Um, I've said to people when I've been at an event or conference or whatever, I go, hey, can you just come and just sit with me in my hotel room while I pack? And they go, yeah, no problem. And so this is called body doubling. Um, And, you know, if you're in the ADHD world, you'll have heard it a a lot of times. Body doubling, having someone else to do things with. And there's just something there about having another human in the room with me. Even if they do nothing, you know, they just sit there. I just won't sit there and stare at all my clothes and go, oh, my God, what do I do? 
oh, what do I do? And when I pack for a trip, I feel paralyzed as well. I procrastinate it. I used to procrastinate it to the last minute. Now I just say to Mark, hey, can you just be in the room with me while I pack? And I just talk through things. I go, what will I need? And I start with the easiest things first. I know I'll need underwear, so I'll pack underwear. I'll know I'll need socks. When we were um, packing up our house and Mark, you know, we'd be, packing a house is a lot of work, right? Procrastinating. Mark would be like, do you want to keep this or that? And I go, I don't know yet. It's an unknown decision for me, but I know that we're going to do books. So let's pack the books. And that just helped me not procrastinate as much. Okay. So hopefully that that's helped you, right? So we've talked about accountability, having a coach, having regular accountability, having public accountability, um, doing op- uh, like wait lists, pre-selling things um like what else did we talk about uh doing the known knowns doing the easy things first having decoy kind of lists so you can procrastinate on something else and what i found with the the decoy procrastination thing is that sometimes then i'll just go back like i'll get bored of that and then i'll procrastinate by doing the thing that i was supposed to do in the first place it's like reverse psychology of you don't have to do it that's fine you don't have to do it and then you go oh but I kind of want to you know so hopefully this has helped um, give you some ideas but remember public accountability is going to be your thing all right so let me know let me know what you're procrastinating on Um, but also uh, every week if you follow me on social media I'm at Denise DT everywhere um, every Monday well it's Sunday night if you're in the states Monday morning for Australia I have a goal setting thread and right there every single week what are you going to do this week that can help you have that accountability as well and if you're in money boot camp we also do a midweek check-in and so my team tag everyone and go hey how are you going with uh releasing your ebook how are you going with blah 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 it's super fun and people go oh yeah i totally forgot about that so if you're doing things by yourself chances are you won't do them all right but if you have anyone else involved in it then you'll like give yourself a chance of success Okay, so um, don't go away. I've got one final thought for you um, after this last break. Hi, this is Lauren Williams, Chief Boss Lady of Workplace Harmony, helping build great cultures and preventing workplaces from sucking. I am so happy to be telling you about my story joining Money Bootcamp. I'm a mom of three wild kids, a wife to an amazing husband, and a boss of a six-figure business right now, hopefully going on seven figures. When I joined Money Bootcamp, it was two years ago, I was uh, not making enough of my monthly income. I couldn't really see how to increase that. And I joined the group and started decluttering money memories that were holding me back. Things like I wasn't worthy of five and six figure months and I wasn't worthy of the money coming into me. I also learned that I wasn't loving my money and I wasn't tracking it or appreciating it when it did come to me. I couldn't hold on to it. I had a ton of debt. I just wasn't appreciative that the universe continued to bring me money and I wasn't treating it with kindness and love and respect. I have been amazed over and over again that whenever I declutter a money memory, something will show up. A check in the mail, a deposit in my Stripe account, um, a, a vendor payment. It's just really amazing that once you put it out to the universe, um, it really does come all around and it's something to take care of. So one thing that really, really helps me with procrastination um, is this feeling that like nobody can stop you. 
Nobody can stop you, but nobody can make you either. Everyone's just focusing on their own thing. No one's really looking at you. And often we're procrastinating because we've got this fear of like, oh, what are people going to think? People are going to think I'm an imposter. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not ready yet. And it's like, nowadays, nobody can stop you doing anything. You want to be an author, self-publish a book. You can do it by the end of the month. Hire someone to help you. There's tons of experts who can help you do that. If you want to speak on stage, like book a venue, speak on your own stages, start a podcast. Nobody can stop you. And also no one's really going to pay much attention to like, oh my God, what is she doing? What are they doing? Just do your thing. Nobody can stop you, but nobody can force you either. There's going to be no time where it's like, you know, Mercury's out of retrograde, the stars align and suddenly everything feels perfect. And someone's going to tap you on the shoulder and go, yes, you, you, you have to be the one to decide what you want and do it. And you'll find that people will believe you. They'll just go, oh, yeah, of course your course is out. Oh, yeah, of course your book's out. Um, They'll just believe that you decided to do that thing. So sometimes disassociation and just pretending that you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to pretend I'm someone who just writes a book. I do that all the time. I really don't feel like I'm a real author, but I can pretend that I'm a real author and that's enough for me to, to play that role and to publish the books. And that's okay. No one stopped me from self-publishing my my book. No one forced me to do it either. But having that little bit of public accountability when I went, you know, 7th of September 2011, that's when my book's going to come out. And you know what? Everything that I have in my life, um, when I bought my beach house, when I have my farm, I say, that's the house that Lucky Bitch built. Not because it sold millions of copies. It's because it was the seed of my faith that I was an author, that I was going to help people, that I was going to have this big life, that I was going to make lots of money. And that's what overcoming my procrastination has has built, the seed that Lucky Bitch has built. And not only what I've received from that and the you know millions of dollars that I've made and all the great things that I've created from that, the ripple effect of helping so many people is that seed as well. And so that's what you've got to do to fuel yourself sometimes is remembering all the people that you can help and planting that seed. And you can grow it and nurture it and it can shift and evolve over time, but it's planting that seed. Okay, so go forth and do the thing and I will see you next week on another episode of Chill and Prosper. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.